When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The earworm. Ever since Damn PBR, no. it's an earworm. I have a feeling that this is the only song they played. Oh, no, you said they played a they lot played of all different kinds stuff. Of stuff. So then this is one. Way. Okay, so we played Latino music. We played hip hop. It's Los Angeles. Hey, where's the country music? And then they come with this one. Yeah. I saw Garth Brooks at the Hollywood Bowl with the L.A. Phil. Mm. Unreal. With the L.A. Philharmonic? Yes. Interesting. This was 25 years ago. It was awesome. And, and I, I'm neither a country music fan nor am I anti-country music. I'm kind of, you know, whatever. And like all music. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. And went in there with the L.A. Phil. It was, and, and Garth Brooks comes out, he opens the show, he goes, look, we're just trying something and I have no idea That's if this sweet. is going to work or not. It was really cool. You know what? I'm not a big Garth Brooks fan at all, but good for him. Like, that yeah. he would just try that and go out on a limb because if it doesn't work, he's going to get clowned on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good for him. And this song is hard not to sing along with. Yes. Ever, it's like it's one of those great end of the night, the bar's closing, drunk songs, everybody's singing along to it. There's like closing time. Okay. That's the one that- Crypto.com was singing this. Yeah. Yeah. Sold out um, crowd. It was Yeah, it was cool. I have a video of myself uh, in Connecticut when I was going out with friends uh, <laughs> of me singing Zombie by the Cranberries very loudly. And it's probably the best video of me of all time. Was that I don't planned have... or going with the plan? <laughs> <laughs> I was going with the flow there. Uh, yeah, for sure. Alone or with others? Uh, with one friend. Me and, okay. me and him were singing it very loudly. And this is not a bar where you sing things loudly at. But me and him were just having a grand old time singing the Cranberries. It was that guy. Was <laughs> a pillow guy or no? Sorry? Is it the pillow, pillow guy? guy. <laughs> it's not, it's not pillow guy. A friend. Yes. All right. So the Rams did the deal for Matthew Stafford. They send Jared Goff and a whole bunch of draft picks to the Lions. They immediately win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So it kind of valid. Whatever happens after that is, yeah, but we won the Super Bowl. Whatever their strategy was leading up to it was it ended up with us winning a Super Bowl. The Lions are obviously on the ascent. They are getting better. They were in the NFC Championship game. Probably should have won the NFC Championship Took game. Took out the Rams. Took out the Rams. And they're they're a good team. They have good players in the right spots. They have a coach that connects with the team, that's created a culture. It worked for both of them. I think both of them are exactly happy with how it ended up. And the Rams still have uh, some more chapters to write, as do the Lions. Lions were able to like restart their entire franchise sure. because of this, because of the picks they made, and they have a quarterback they can work with. For sure. So, the Clippers and the Thunder. Are we looking at something that's pretty similar to that? Because the Clippers haven't done the thing that the Rams did where they punched their ticket, but they have a real chance to do it this year. They're, they're going to have to play really well and everything that in. goes along with it. Oklahoma City has a guy that will probably win an MVP in this league at some point in SGA. That he is not just going to be good, he is good. He is on the short list of best players in the league already. Is this a Rams-Lions situation, but do the Clippers have to win the whole thing for it to be equitable? Yeah, and for, and for people who may not remember, because it was so long ago and he was only there one year, SGA began in the league as a Clipper. He spent his rookie season with the Clippers, and then he got traded – to OKC as what was ultimately both part of the Paul George and Kawhi Leonard acquisitions. Like Kawhi Leonard basically put it out to the Clippers, I will join the Clippers as a free agent if you get Paul George. And that's what led to that move. And look, the Lakers tried to get both Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. This is a type of deal that pretty much every exec in the league would have made at the time. So with what I'm about to say, I'm not criticizing the Clippers' front office at all. But if, say, this year, SGA, who is among the top frontrunners for MVP, if he wins MVP or the Thunder outlast the Clippers in a year where the Clippers are as well-situated as they've been probably in franchise history oh, sure. I agree. to win a championship, it doesn't 
mean that the moves that they made were stupid or ill thought out or whatever, but it's going to sting because they could have just as easily built everything around SGA for a really long window like the one it seems like OKC is going to have. Do you have to win the whole thing yes. for it to be worth yes. it? You can't say, because here, here, here's, let me be devil's advocate here. We rebranded this franchise as from what it was to what it is now. That maybe we didn't get all the way there. We didn't, but this is a place where stars come. This is a place where you can build a team that competes at the highest level. Maybe we didn't get over that final step, but it went from the Sterling era, which was a joke, just incompetence at every single level to they actually built a pretty good team towards the end of the sterling level with lob city what's funny about sterling is when they finally ousted him from the league it was the only time where he was ever being even remotely yes. competent and reputable as an owner but they were still a team that was they were much better than they were and they were good but it was still like okay you're not quite ready to go to that next step now they have the richest owner in sports They've got somebody uh, that has built a culture that is not ridiculous, right? Their their history is kind of ridiculous, but their their organization right now is not. Not at all. Not not at all. That's a big difference. That's a big difference than where they were, and a big part of that is Kawhi chose to come here, and he and and the the organization pursued another star player aggressively enough that they got it done and they became one of the teams not the team but one of the teams do you have to win to for for it to be worth it to to take that next step in the evolution as an organization yes because i think what you're talking about is two separate things if you're talking about just the road to rebranding and reestablishing the clippers i agree with you they've done it exceptionally well that new building is going to be sure Toilet jokes aside, that new building is going to be phenomenal. The Clippers have done a really good job rebranding themselves around the area. Like if you go to different youth basketball courts and stuff like that all over the city, a lot of them are sponsored by the Clippers. Like they put their presence out there really well. They they have a good front office. They have an owner who cares. They've built a good team. Like all of that stuff exists. But I'm talking about all of the moves mm -hmm. and the capital that they surrendered in order to put themselves in the position, not just what they traded for Paul George, what they traded for James Harden, yeah. the extension they just gave Kawhi Leonard. The, the extension other, that they're probably going to have to give to James Harden. Right. The 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 other, the other uh, I'd have to go back and look at everything that they've done, but they have been in extreme win-now mode, and they've given up a lot to keep themselves in that mode. And again, that's great. I'm not being critical of any of it. But if you don't win a championship through doing all that, it's going to be a failure of the mission. Because, again, they could have started rebranding themselves around SGA. Mm -hmm. and well, just Doc Rivers knew. <laughs> Doc did know. <laughs> Doc knew he was Do good. Doc told everybody, you sure you want to do this? Yeah, I'm sure I want Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Yes, I'm sure. So this is the quote from the article. He says, uh, I even brought it up to Kawhi. Are you sure? I think Shea is going to be an amazing player. It may take a year or two, but I think that they're understanding how good Shea is going to be. I mean, is that not exactly the quote why people eye roll Doc Rivers now? Is that not the, the, the quintessential Doc Rivers quote right there? It's like, come on, man. Really? Just, He's like, we didn't have to put Shea into it. On, like, you didn't know. Come on, man. I mean, Doc was, if I remember correctly around that time, Doc's like helping run personnel. <laughs> like, I think if Doc really wanted to step on this thing, he can step on it. I, I think the idea of them needing to win the whole thing, could, let, let's, let's flip it, right? That if the Rams didn't, let's say that Aaron Donald doesn't get to Joe Burrow and they find Jamar Chase, who was by himself down the sideline, and they hit that touchdown, they score the touchdown, and the Cincinnati Bengals win Super Bowl 56 instead of the Rams, and the Rams got within a breath of it, but they didn't get it. And haven't been back and since. And haven't been back since. What are we talking about exactly? Because you're talking about, hey, Jared, you you didn't wait long enough. He'd already taken you to a Super Bowl. He was getting better theoretically. You had uh, you you can't win the big one. You botched your drafts by giving all these things away. You haven't drafted another good player since you drafted Aaron Donald. All of these things. Sean McVay was not just impatient with golf. 
He decided from the moment he arrived. Yep. Goff was not his guy. How much of Sean McVay's success was actually Todd Gurley? And all, the, all of this. And the system was Gurley. It wasn't really Sean McVay. Like, Sean McVay is dependent on having uber-level talent, uber-level skill players all around him. They're actually carrying Sean McVay. And you already at- got into a Super Bowl with Jared Goff. You got to one with Matthew Stafford, so you basically yeah. ran the clock forward right. 10 all years of a sudden for you're, nothing. All of a sudden, you're worried that the boy genius label right. and the shine's going to start coming off you. That's what... Accurate or not, that is what would have been said. And like, look at the Lions. They fleeced yep. the Rams. Look at what their draft picks yep. turned into. We've talked about this all the time with like the Broncos and the Dolphins and stuff yep. because the Broncos did a similar thing where they took a flyer on uh, on Russell Wilson to see what they could do, and it didn't work out. It's so, a catastrophe. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look what happened with Jared Goff once he had a coach that actually believed in him. <laughs> right. But in the here, city, they got behind him. Here, here's what actually happened. We won the Super Bowl, yeah. and we're done. The argument ends right there because it worked. They were va- hey, go get Jalen Ramsey, two first round draft picks. We won the Super Bowl. Hey, trade for Von Miller and give up some more picks. We won the Super Bowl. Hey, bring in Odell Beckham Jr. on a short term and just take a flyer on him. We won the Super Bowl. Hey, have a a forty one year old left tackle and see what happens. We won the Super Bowl. All of those things are it, it worked. Don't pick in the first round. By the way, for eight seasons oh, we okay. won the super bowl think about how people would have thought about entering the, i mean before we knew that the rams would actually end up going to the playoffs yeah but entering this season everybody acknowledged like okay the bills come due yep. mm-hmm. you have to reset things sometimes Pay this is just card. yeah this is just a normal life cycle in the nfl if you don't have that super bowl win in your pocket people get upset about just that totally normal way that teams and leagues operate you are more unhappy about, oh, great, so we're just crapping away another year. <laughs> and, you know, again, both teams benefited. The Lions went from an absolute laughingstock of a franchise to being a team that you can see in the Super Bowl. That is an incredible feat. They came this pretty trade close. Happened. They came really close. But, but, but. I know. They didn't. Sure. And, and you could argue that, and, and oddly, Jared Goff had nothing to do Jared Goff with the fact well that, that they game. didn't get there. He like he well. was really good, but the Lions could also be that team that popped up and then something happened. Jared Goff gets hurt. You know, uh, who's the, who's the the tackle from Michigan that Aiden gets Hutchinson. the Aiden Hutchinson tweaks his knee, and all of a sudden it's like they never go back. But, that could easily they, be the line. They accomplished their goal, which to me yep. was to go from a laughing stock to being a terrible franchise to being a t- franchise that people take seriously. And if that if you're the Lions, that's all you can ask for. Okay, so we talk about uh, Balmer and being a rich guy. I got a last man standing for you guys when we come back and uh, get your thinking caps on because it's it's there's one little tricky one in there. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, and he's in for Slee on 710 ESPN. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. (laughs) 
I uh, I had somebody, my pal G Fish, just threw his hat into the ring to be my co-host on the 1970s baseball card podcast. So we're starting to develop a community. I need Andy. You might have to be my involved in the Ice Podcast. You you I maybe don't have my level of enthusiasm and passion. I but do I think not. you have a vision for what it could be. Well, I could you be can your ask. producer. Yeah. You have someone that asks good questions yes. to kind of spur you. Yes, that you that you see the end of this as opposed to just the beginning. I think is here's necessary. the thing: ice is not my passion. Like if <laughs> it I'm, is mine. if I'm being totally honest, I often don't employ ice in my drinks, and if I do, I'm I'm like off- in give me okay. Like where would you where would I put ice that you might not? Um, if I have alcohol, for example, Are you take it neat. Neat. Okay. Everything's That's neat. fine. That 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 is a choice that is just preference. If I have cold water, I don't need ice. Oh no, see, that's wrong. But again, <laughs> frog is wrong. <laughs> because it is not my passion doesn't mean I can't understand how to guide <laughs> yes, yours. I appreciate that. All right. So I was reading something this morning. A little last man standing music, please, Jorge, because the most valuable sports franchises for 2024 were put out this morning. Uh this is according to Sportico. Okay, so the top 10. Uh, it North can, American? It is international sports teams, but I don't want to mislead you by telling you that. So don't get too preoccupied with that, okay? Um, this was They did their top 100, and it included international teams in the top 100. I'll put it as that. So we'll go around. We're going to play by the rules. So once you get it wrong, you are out. And the last man standing, or the last woman standing in this case, could be the champion. Uh, Emily, we'll start with you. Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys are number one on the list, valued at $9.2 billion. So the Dallas Cowboys are off the list. Andy. If you ever want an explanation uh, to why doesn't Jerry Jones just <laughs> act like a normal person <laughs> running a team, there's your answer. And why do yep. we talk about the Cowboys on everything on ESPN? Yeah. $9.2 billion. Uh your Lakers of Los Angeles. The Los Angeles Lakers are on the list. The Los Angeles Lakers are number four, and they are valued at $7.34 billion. Jorge. Los Dodgers. Sorry, buddy. Ah! Oh! oh! The Dodgers really? are not. The Dodgers on the, were, were, are on the top 100 right, list. They're, they're in the 10. top 20. They are not in the top 10. Ah. They came in at 14th. Kind of surprising. Okay, Dodgers are not on the list, so Jorge is out. M, back to you. Okay. I'm thinking if I should venture even outside of, of NFL at all, because I think that they are big winners, I'm going to go with the Yankees. Mm. The New York Yankees are on the list. Yes. They are number five, just slightly less valuable than the Lakers at $7.13 billion. So they are poppers by comparison to the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Andy. Charlotte Hornets. Uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm joking. That is a Dragon. <laughs> right. The Red Sox? Wrong. Oh, the Red Sox are not on the list. I so Wait, they're not on the is, list at all? They're on the top 100. They're okay. not in the top 10. Okay. They are not in the top ten. They are in the top one hundred. Um, all right. So here, Emily is the champ. So she, we need to pick your victory music because okay. I don't think we've done that portion of it. I'm so Taylor we'll, Swift, obviously, it's a Taylor Swift, uh, you know, shuffle on on your iPhone. <laughs> uh, all right. Here's the rest of the top ten. All of the top ten are North American sports teams. That there were the the highest ranking non was Real Madrid, who came in at eleven. They just missed the top ten. This is incredibly NFL heavy. There's only one baseball yeah, team Emily in the top it ten. When, I, when she said number two, yeah, Chiefs, the Golden State Warriors are I number two. I thought about them. Yeah. I almost said them. Eight point two eight billion dollars. So they're number two. The number three, also an NBA team, the New York Knicks, are number okay. three at seven point four three billion. And then after that, it is all NFL. The remaining of the top ten from six through ten, the New York Giants. Mm-hmm. The Los Angeles Rams are at number seven at six point nine four billion. New England at six point seven. The San Francisco 49ers at six point one five. And then the last team in the top ten, the New York Jets at six point one one. So here's what it is. New York and California have all the teams, except yeah. for the Cowboys and the Patriots. Those are the only two non-California or New York teams. Yeah, I mean, honestly, Emily, you deserve this because the, it was embarrassing now that I look at this list that I even 
thought about the Red Sox. I probably could have gotten to the majority of these ones, but yeah, it's it's. I always I know think I would have missed the Pats. That one surprised me that they're in the top ten. Yeah, I always I always know the Warriors are really a lot. Up I there. thought about the Warriors. I just was saving them. When you said international, I was gonna guess. Well, Madrid, when but, she asked, so the list wasn't exclusively North right. American, but the top ten was exclusively North American. Anybody want to take a guess what the one hundredth? And it's 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 not one of the big three teams or big three sports in this country. The Capitals, kind of oddly close. Okay. New York Islanders. No. Uh, Penguins. Philadelphia Flyers. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The, the Philadelphia Flyers, number one hundred on the list. Yeah. The Wells Fargo Center where they play is like a nice little place to play. Here's why they're talking about why the the NFL teams, A, scarcity, right, that these teams never sell. I think they've said four teams have sold since 2012. They just don't turn over. That that's a big reason why these things aren't as valuable and the real estate. I mean, actually, they often don't turn over unless you are forced to turn them over, like the Panthers, like the Commanders. Right. Those are the two most recent ones to turn over, and they both were basically arm twisted out of the league. And the Broncos were not forced, but they did go up for sale. Yep. Um, and that's why it's surprising that the Jets and the Giants are in the top 10 when they don't each own their own stadium. They have the, the shared Giants are a life. Tiffany organization. Yeah. They've been around for no, so I, long. Yeah, of course. I just, the Jets surprised me. Because it's one of the few that don't have their own stadium that's that good. The Rams and the Lakers, both LA teams, the Dodgers just missed the top 10. Where are the Clippers in there? I didn't see. I, I can find it, but uh, I'm, they, they got to be kind of, they're going to have and, the new building. Yeah. They're in LA. Uh, and the Android Dome is going to get a lot higher. Okay, I've never understood this. This idea that oh, they got to be good when you go into the new building. Isn't that the time where you could actually be bad? That because if you had a bad team, I want to go. I'm not a Clipper fan. I want to see that place. I, I, I and I don't care if they're playing the Hornets. I just want I want to see the new building in my town that has whatever new amenities might be available. Had let's just say in an alternate universe only the Chargers relocated to Los Angeles and they built the exact same state. I want to go see SoFi. Right, but that's not a good way to get you in there more than once. Maybe not. That, that's but the, that, but that, you've got to be good eventually, but that's true for every team, right? Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I agree with you. Like, it, if, for example, I mean, before the Harden deal and all the incarnations from there started really working, remember, it was a disaster in the beginning. And all of the people who were skeptical, myself included, we're looking really correct about it. And I remember there was a lot of talk about, well, you know, they, they're they forced now to be in this position where, you know, you have to extend Kawhi anyway. You have to extend uh, Paul George anyway because of the new building. And I was like, well, look, you shouldn't make bad basketball decisions for the sake of immediately filling your building. But you are thinking about it. I mean, it does matter to you. What you don't want is the building to be introduced with a thud. And and just but would it be like let, let's say that you're yes. just super mediocre you you you're a 35 win team after about the first month or so yeah it fizzles hmm. I wonder because I think all of the people who really want to see it especially th- are that geeked those are the people you're getting early yeah, but especially basketball arena there's only 20 r- rounding off 20,000 seats you can't get a it's not like SoFi where you can fit in 75,000 people. There, there's, there's some scarcity involved in it. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess, but it's not, a, it's not sustainable. You know what I mean? Like, you, you don't want to roll the dice on. Well, our team sucks, but there's so much to look at in our. <laughs> I don't say that you purposely roll in a right. bad team, I mean, but this idea that it's got to be good. Those toilets are know. exciting, Travis, but they're not that exciting. And you got exciting. the wall of sound, or whatever they're calling that thing in there. The too. wall. The wall. Yeah, wall of sound. That was Phil Spector. It was Phil yeah, Spector. Not him. No. <laughs> not no. Him. I think Steve Ballmer really wants you to know it was not Phil Spector. It was not his idea. It's the wall. The wall. Hot and cold. Coming up next, it's Travis Lee, and he's in for Slee on 710 ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. 
Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. <laughs> I just wanted to hear Chris say that too, which is great. Um, so also, by the way, hot and cold. We've been talking about cold things all day. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so the Akron Rubber Ducks, why are they hot? They're hot because they have a very special promotion coming up this season for them when they play the Hartford Yard Goats, okay? So the Akron Rubber Ducks are the minor league team based in Akron. And, you know, when you think of Akron, who do you think of? Comes LeBron out of James. LeBron James, obviously. Firestone Tires. <laughs> Steph Curry. <laughs> Steph Curry, yeah. also from Akron. Just kids from Akron. But who else is a kid? from Akron? Brian Windhorst. Mm -hmm. Ah. Brian Windhorst will be honored as a bobblehead knight for the Akron Rubber Ducks. That's awesome. Okay, so you can get your own little um, windy, maybe, okay, I'm thinking Does it put its hands up like this? Exactly. I was like, is that the pose for the the bobblehead? I hope so. Yeah. (laughs) That's amazing. So, how, what do you guys have to do to get a bobblehead of you at a minor league baseball game? Oh, by the way, that's an incredible honor. Like, if you're going to be immortalized on a bobblehead, that's really, really cool. So, congratulations to Windhorst for being able to do that the the only thing i would like like if you said to me you can pick a cool thing that they're going to do about the travis lee show or just me or whatever i would love to be simpsonized in an episode of the simpsons i know that you can do it online and they'll do those things but to have you show up and get to play yourself like roy firestone was himself on the simpsons a million years ago do you have a question for sandy koufax (laughs) like he got to do that to homer simpson it was terrific but that what a great honor it is really cool i actually i was listening to today's episode of the hoop collective on the way here and winhorst was talking about it. you could tell you know i mean brian's a pretty low-key guy in that way but he was excited and very flattered by it. He said he did not have any input in terms of what the bobblehead is going to look the pose. like. Like I don't, I. It's not even clear that they like went to him and said like, "Hey, are you cool with us doing this?" It, it sounds like maybe the rubber ducks just decided we're doing this. Yeah. But I know like uh, Tim McMahon and Tim Bontemps who were on with him, they were they were really geeked for him it's too. Awesome. Like, that's fun. Yeah, I love minor league baseball games because this stuff is really fun. You you get all like the um the the crazy stuff. So I used to go so um Hartford where I used to live doesn't have any major sports team. So I would go to UConn games and I would also go to the Hartford Yard Goats. And it was always a great time because ESPN always had like a special suite. The Goldlicks had a suite there, so we'd all have fun there because you know it's always it's great. So minor league baseball is great for cities and towns that oh, don't yeah. have uh, major sports. You teams. know what minor league baseball like staple that I absolutely love. They do it between innings. I, I don't know if I've ever been to a minor league game and not seen it, is where they get somebody out of the crowd to run around the bat, and oh, then they have yeah, to run to bat. first base, and they end up doing that whole serpentine thing. My or, dad did it one time. Oh, did, how'd he do? Uh, he, he got there. He, I think he got whatever the prize I think was. they call it dizzy bats. Is yeah, that dizzy what it's bat. Okay, I, I love dizzy it? bats. I yeah. love that. Um, all right, so now it's time for What's Cold? And now time for Who's Cold? Dang it. Anthony Rendon. Oh, this is old. Oh my God. Uh, so Not actually, what do you say this time? Yeah. What's actually cold? I must have put pressed the wrong one. Is uh, amateurism in sports? Okay. So Jay Billis was on the Rich Eisen show, and I'm gonna play a clip from you here. He's talking about how he or how they should fix the transfer portal and all this upheaval in all of college sports, not just college basketball, which he covers very closely. So this is Jay Billis on the Rich Eisen Show. If the NCAA wants to fix this, they can fix it tomorrow. All they have to do is take off all restrictions for schools paying their athletes, and they would sign them to contracts just like they do coaches and administrators and all that. It's really not that difficult. But we're trying to walk the line of maintaining amateurism, which is dead, and then we're complaining about NIL, it's not what we thought it was going to be. What did they think was going to happen? I knew this was going to happen, and you and I talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the the schools want to pay the players. They want to have the best players, and they're going to do what it takes to get them, and they're going to compete in the marketplace to do it. And once players are allowed to be paid by, you know, and this unilateral wage restriction that the NCAA is using, which is violative of federal antitrust law, things will normalize. And it, we won't have to worry about the transfer portal. You sign a player to a contract, put a buyout in it, put conditions in it that are bargained between the player and the institution. It won't be a problem anymore. Uh, just like they don't worry about coaches transferring from one school to another. They pay their buyout. It's orderly. And everybody knows what the market is. It's just not that big of a deal. So, yeah, who thinks that college sports is still amateurish? one? And what do you think of Jay's uh, proposal here? I think he is correct in terms of this is the obvious solution and the direction that you should go because it ultimately, let's treat this thing for what it is. I think the getting there is going to be more complicated than the way Billis is presenting this. Like, I think just the process of figuring out what these contracts are, you know, the idea of just negotiating with the university, negotiating with all of these different athletes individually, mm -hmm. how many of them have access to somebody that will advocate on their behalf. Like, I, I think there are questions in this that are more complicated than Billis is making it out to be. But do I think he is correct? about what ultimately needs to happen, messy as it might be, yes. Yeah, I think, right. the, I think the end game that he's getting to is the end game. I think that's what, when we, whenever we get there, that's what it's going to look like, what he's describing. But the journey to get there, I think, is complicated. We were talking about this earlier, Andy, and you said something that I think is incredibly important. And simply put, no one ever gives up power w without being forced to do it. There, there, there is a, a revolution, a coup. Something happens for the power to be redistributed to different entities. And right now, the presidents have it, the television networks have it, the sponsors have it, and the people that don't have it are, are the athletes, or at least they might have slightly more than they used to, but it's still not equal to what they're generating. And until there's the coup or the, the revolution... It's not no no university president or no NCAA administrator is going to wake up and say, you know what we should do is it's never going to right. happen. It's going to have to be forcefully dragged to that place. And I don't know when the revolution takes place. People focus a lot on the money and I get it. And the money matters a lot. But the power piece of this is the part that I think has always gone under the radar and under discussed in terms of what's kept the place that we're in right now, what's taken it so long to get there, I think the power shift is actually much more important than often is given credit. Look at Travis calling for a revolution. That's right. You know, sometimes <laughs> the people have to the, the people have to make their voices heard, and if they're not going to listen, then you're going to have to- Man of the people. That's me. Egalite, that's liberté, me. fraternité. <laughs> yes, that. Whatever she said, I think that's what I agree Equality, with. Equality, uh, liberty, and brotherhood. Yes. That's from the French that, Revolution. That's exactly what I want. Who's hot? Who's cold? It's brought to you by NextGen, the official heat, AC, and plumbing company of SoCal sports fans. Call 833-3-NEXTGEN. That's 833-3-N-E-X-G-E-N, or visit nextgenairandplumbing.com. The Dump is coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. So, David Roberts said that it's, quote, 
a safe bet to assume that the two starters when the Dodgers open their their season in, a, in about almost exactly one month from right now will be uh, Yamamoto and Glasnow. There are two acquisitions this offseason. And it's it's crazy to think about that a year ago, right, we, we knew that Otani was on their radar and that they were always going to try to get that and that maybe he would be their opening day guy because we didn't know he was going to get hurt at that point. And that Otani as a Dodger is awesome, but it's not a huge surprise that this is where he ended up. But a year ago, if I would have told you, hey, there's this guy that pitches in Japan that you've probably never heard of, that they're going to give $350 million to, and that six foot nine guy that pitches for the Devil Rays that's never healthy, he's going to be their number two guy. They're going to give him a five-year deal with $125 million. Those are going to be your one and two, and Walker Bueller might be your fourth guy behind Bobby Miller. You know, I, I it's crazy. I hadn't thought about this before. And I want to make it clear, I'm not saying this as a negative. I'm just saying I, I hadn't really thought about it because Walker Bueller is a Dodger homegrown guy. Mm-hmm. This is really a mercenary team. Like, it's like the Avengers. Like, in terms of the lack, there's not a lot of homegrown guys on it. Like, in terms of guys who came up through that system, even though the Dodgers are renowned with growing their system. And again, I, I don't say that as a negative. I'm not saying yeah. it makes it any less exciting. Like, you know, Otani has a chance to be here like 10 years. He's going to feel like one of their own. Mookie's going to be here long enough that it's going to feel like one of your own. Mm-hmm. Freddie Freeman. Yep. I'm just saying it's just interesting because like well, the Do- look, look at the team. There's two there's two guys that are going to be in the starting lineup that are Dodger homegrown guys. It's Will Smith and it's James Outman. Those right. are the two guys. That's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's because for the longest time, it, Kershaw was homegrown, and their pitching staff, a lot of Julio Urias was homegrown. There were a lot of guys that were guys that you looked around, and Max Muncie, while he came up with the A's, and, and Chris Taylor that came up with Seattle, they really never had yeah, an impact. Justin Turner feels like Justin a Dodger, Turner, but even yes. in the majors, like what, like ten years or something. It, it less than that, but it wasn't a year or two. It was four or five or no, six. I mean, when when the Dodgers brought over. Over uh, Turner in the beginning, there was no hoopla about that. None. I mean, he None. was considered a reclamation project at best. It, it's changed, and I don't think Dodger fans give a damn. No, you I, know because it's they've done it with their guys, and they've used their guys to go get other guys. Right? Corey Seager was one of their guys. Kept him as any left. They flipped Be- that into Trey Turner. Bellinger was one of their Bellinger guys. was one of their guys. That didn't work out. Uh, Kenley Jansen was one of their guys. He kind of aged out, and it's just they basically said, okay, we did it that way. We got a weird pandemic-ridden championship out of it. Who's the best player in the league? Okay, we'll take him. Who's the best pitcher in the world? Oh, he pitches in a different league. I don't care. Bring him on over. Who's the next best? Give me him. They, they, who's the best? One of the best free agent bats on Tasker Hernandez? Yeah, bring him in too. They, they've just basically said, bleep it. We don't. The, our way is still our way, and we can use some of these younger assets to buttress what we have or go acquire more things. But this. We got one foot on the brake when it comes to spending. That's long gone. Yeah, and not look, the Orioles or the Kansas City Royals where they right. have to work with the guys they bring up. Yeah, and and look, I mean, their farm system remains great. And you still got your Bobby Millers of the world, like people like that that can maybe, you know, maybe be a Dodger lifer or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, guys like Mookie and Freddie Freeman, they're so likable. Like you're not you're not gonna care. It just really dawned on me. I'm like, this really is like the Avengers <laughs> assembly. A lot of guys. Okay, so uh, last week when I filled in for Mason in Ireland, uh, Greg, one of the things he wanted to bring up was he was really upset about these new uniforms. The players for hate them. Yeah, players hate them. The 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 writing is cur- like it's curved. You Greg know what, went off about it. Okay. You know what it looks like. And, and I, it looks fake. They look like replicas yeah. as opposed to authentics, so, and there's a difference between those two things. I wasn't totally on Greg's side. I wasn't totally seeing his vision on last Friday. I see his vision now. Okay, <laughs> I just saw a so the Sporting News uh, tweeted out a photo of Otani in his Dodger uniform. Everything, those pants are see through. You can see how his shirt is tucked into his pants. Um, this is a problem. I don't need to see. I don't need these guys to have see-through pants. Okay, so I think someone else posted. I think it was like a, maybe like a Royals guy was on um on a TikTok doing one of those like tiny mic things yeah. with the team, and you could see how his shirt was scrunched up underneath his pants. I don't need to see that. <laughs> well, I I am with you. I that's not something that I have to see either. Here's what's going to happen. I, I'll go back to I don't know. This is ten or twelve years ago. Remember when the NBA introduced the new ball mm-hmm. and the league went, "What the is mm-hmm. this?" And David Stern, to his credit, said, "All right, go back to the old ball." 
And and they did. And they 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 rolled it out in a in a different way. If enough people buck hard enough at this, they may reboot this thing. We don't thing. need to see like Tuesday on your underpants, okay? <laughs> Let's not. I was going to say that as Cappy would say, your underpants, they better be wearing some dark underpants right. so you can really see or through like that Or like flesh-colored much. underpants. Well, thankfully, baseball players wear sliders underneath their pants, which are typically pretty thick and right. sturdy. This so reminds your me of... business is not on full display. <laughs> this reminds me of... You haven't seen this photo. <laughs> Do you remember, it's probably about, I don't know, 12 or so years ago, it was during the Kobe Powell era. They had those games where they did the throwback short shorts. And oh, they, yeah. They ditched them at halftime. The players all hated them. They all made a collective decision. We are not wearing these for the second half of this game. If it was purely um, – I'm trying to think how I want to say it. If it was just I don't like how this feels when I'm wearing it, I think you'll get used to that. The problem with this new wave of gear, it looks cheap. It just doesn't look – Good. Like when you see, we all go to Dodger games and you can see a jersey like, oh, that's a real Dodger jersey. It just, it has that weight and that heft. And then you have the one that looks like the car wash giveaway. Hey, he's right. (laughs) And and it's like, yeah, that one's not the right one. Now the guys on the field are wearing the car wash giveaway. It just feels cheap. Now, am I correct about this setup that Nike basically went through Fanatics to do this? Why does Nike, I mean, no disrespect to Fanatics. They're a great company. Why does Nike need a middleman? I don't know. They're Nike. I don't know. It's a good question, and I don't know. That, that That's a weird I, – I, I don't know. I mean, like, of all companies that doesn't need anybody else to get involved with sports uniforms, it would be Nike. Some good birthdays today. Uh, the late Alan Rickman would have been celebrating a birthday today on Snape. February 21st. Um, Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber. I yeah. think of him as Snape, but you guys can think of him as yeah. Hans Gruber. Yeah. I actually recently- Clay. Bill Clay. Clay. Shoot the glass. <laughs> my, my daughter recently saw Die Hard for oh. the first time. Loved it. Awesome. It stressed her out. Oh, she oh really? Like, she was like- John McClane gonna get it. He lives. There's multiple sequels. <laughs> I had to tell her that. Actually, I was like, look, I don't want to spoil it for you, but there's been like Die Hard two, three, four. and look, not. I love Die Hard. Great movie. Great movie. It's perfect. How often do they kill the hero? Not very often. If you want to have a sequel, you don't kill your hero. Right. Well, but I mean, she is twelve. <laughs> no, I understand, but she didn't understand the you know, concept you, of uh, usually movie the hero gets away. It, he's that was his film debut. Alan Rickman's? Yep. He was what? only on stage prior to that? Yeah. Or or like British TV. Really? When did uh, Die Hard come out again? 88. Yeah. Pretty sure it was 88. But that's also, though, part of what made him so great is you had no previous associations with Rickman mm. at all. And the one you're talking about him, that's a Harry Potter character? Yes. So he was- He is he, good. He is, he is Snape. You can't separate Alan Rickman and Snape at all. It's When you think about it now, it's, it's such an iconic role to me. He does it so- Because- I, I, say what you want about Harry Potter. They're good movies. But the actors, the adult actors oh are a murderer's row of British actors. It it's is amazing. The the people they got. Benny Hill? The, <laughs> the only one they didn't get was uh, Patrick Stewart. I was um, of like high, or Ian McKellen as like high foot. Those movies got better you after I come around more off, often. This is, I'm enjoying myself a great deal. Um, <laughs> the old man. <laughs> Indeed, indeed. Um, another uh, great birthday yes. is one of my favorite uh, actors, <laughs> or not actors, directors working today. Uh, I will see if I just see this person's name, I will immediately go see this movie. It's Jordan Peele. Jordan sure. Peele's forty fifth birthday. Happy birthday, Jordan Peele! But uh, his movies, three to me, perfect movies. I know people can debate whether Us was good or not, or whether Nope was good or not. Do not debate with me. I think they are three perfect movies. I think him... kind of sounds like you want to debate. <laughs> Jordan Peele and Greta Gorig have three amazing uh, first starts. Andy? No, they're both off to really, really impressive starts. Key and Peele is still in rotation in the Rogers household. Also, my, Key my and sons fantastic. love it. It's good stuff. Jordan Jordan Peele is super, super talented. And his next movie was supposed to premiere on Christmas Day this year. It just got pushed to January next year, which I'm very upset about because that means that they're trying to push him into January, and January usually is a dump spot for most movies. No, Jordan Peele's next movie is going to be great. 
Because Emily said so. Exactly. Because Jordan Peele's involved with it. <laughs> the gavel has been smacked. I'm upset about that and Mickey 17 getting delayed. Oh my gosh. It got put into um, Dumpuary, which is February. And Mickey 17, it's January 31st, technically. And it's Bong Joon Ho's next film after Parasite. And it stars Robert Pattinson. And uh, there's someone oh, else really cool in it. Um, anyway, I'm really mad about Twilight. that. He's the Batman. I hated that movie. (laughs) Kelsey Grammer turns 69 years old today. He, I think he has the record, could be wrong, for non-animated playing the same character in the most consecutive years in television history. He played Fraser Crane for something like 30 years in a row. But consecutive? I think one rolled right into the other. Am I wrong about that? Well, because the one that I'm thinking about is Richard Belzer as Munch. That oh, went from Law and Homicide Order? to Law and Order SVU. Oh, he was on Homicide. Yeah, that's, that's where right. the, that's where the character originated. Yeah, he he made an appearance as Munch on the X Files. He appeared in The Simpsons. Do we? Do we? He, well, speaking of The Simpsons, Kelsey Grammer, of course, is Sideshow Bob. Do we give him because he's basically just being Fraser Crane, yes, evil Fraser Crane? It's the which same brought guy. in his brother. Yeah, it's uh, Sideshow uh, Mel. Mel. Yes. No. 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 He's, no. His Mel. brother in the in. Uh, Oh, it's going to bother me. I need to stop thinking about it. It'll come back to me. Anthony Davis scored a career-high 59 for the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, They beat the Detroit Pistons 111-106 on this day in 2016. And have we turned the corner with him as Laker people, Andy, where it's him playing every night is now just kind of the expectation as opposed to the surprise? Because I found myself not even thinking about it anymore, which I didn't even think was possible a year ago. I feel like if he gets injured, there will be the automatic C. I told you so, whatever. But that, it doesn't. Yeah, but you're wrong. Well, it doesn't feel like a shoe's about right, to drop. Right. He has been so good this year. AD has been phenomenal on both sides of the ball all season. The only reason he's not in the MVP discussion is the team's record. I think it's the only reason he's not really in the thick of the Defensive Player of the Year discussion. You don't think he'll win? No. I think Rudy Gobert's going to win. Mm. I that, think. It's kind of a redemption year for Gobert. Yeah, the Wolves have been, been good. great all year. They've been good. I I would like to see Anthony Davis get recognized in in, in some. Of, I know he made the All Star team. I know that people are saying all the the things that we're saying about him, but this is the first time since his first year as a Laker where you're like, this is the guy that we were hoping was going to be here since yeah. they made that deal. You, if you're complaining about Anthony Davis, you're doing it wrong. He has been terrific just about every single night. The way I would put it simply is just the Lakers are his team now. Yeah, like LeBron's voice may still matter the most because he's LeBron and he's arguably the greatest of all time. But as far as who makes the Lakers as great as they can be, it's AD. Spinoffs can go a lot of different directions. Apparently, a Ferris Bueller's Day Off spinoff is moving forward. David Katzenberg is set to direct the film titled Sam and Victor's Day Off will follow the same-day adventure of the valets who took Cameron's Ferrari on a joyride. <laughs> kind of into that, I'm not going to lie. It's a really interesting way to do it. The problem is, though, the actors who played the valets were so great. Like I don't remember... The black actor, I don't remember his name. The other guy's Richard Edson. He's a really well-known uh, character actor. They were so funny and memorable in that small role. Like, you're, you're going to have to really find some good young, younger guys to pick up for them. But it's a funny concept. Okay. It's a clever Is way it to do set it. set in 1986? Because the original Ferris Bueller was released in 1986, and it was set in its own time. Do we? I mean, because you think about it, it's 40 years ago. It's like a period piece at this point. I mean, unless those guys are still valets, and Ferris <laughs> shows up now in a parking garage, oh, and those guys take out his Ferrari, because, like, presumably... No, no, Ferris did find out. He saw the mileage. The, the odometer. So, I don't know. I, I, it feels like something where they would set it in 86. That's how um, I would do it. Speaking of Ferris Bueller, it was an integral part of the newest season of True Detective, Night Country. Ferris where, Bueller? Yeah. So, the part where they would twist and shout, the, um, the parade sequence. Uh-huh. So, that is on a loop when something creepy happens. Okay. And so uh, it's also that song is featured throughout the movie, uh, throughout the show, in creepy ways. My favorite piece that I ever wrote about the Lakers, or you know, whenever you're writing about the Lakers, you're writing about Kobe, was a piece after he won his fifth championship, and I used Ferris Bueller's Day Off as basically the starting point of how to look at Kobe's career, that idea of, you know, life moves pretty fast. 
if you don't stop and look around every while, you might miss it. Yeah. I felt like people were spending so much time with Kobe's career comparing him to different people. They weren't just actually taking in his career. We all do that. And it's yeah. and it's and it's it's too bad because it, it kind of ruined especially in a moment like that, it can kind of take some of the fun out. You know what we should do, Jorge? A little super cross talk. Just in the nick of time. You ran in here. You knew you must have oh. known that your zipline war cry was needed it to was uh, officially yeah, do. Ready to roll. What's your caffeine situation today? A uh, little lighter. I okay. did a podcast this morning, but I my caffeine I didn't drink as much coffee because yesterday I came in here just absolutely. Did you have the crash? You know, did I have a crash? Did you notice one? I don't think so. I, I yeah. you know, I'm pretty powered to I am wired again today. <laughs> I, I, say, I don't see much difference from yesterday. Yeah, no, to now. I'm still wired. <laughs> I still, I had a pot of coffee this morning. <laughs> had a pot of coffee for, before the podcast. Was that like on that? He was like, I got a pot of coffee. <laughs> pot of coffee. And then I had uh, two quad espressos in the oh last half God. hour. No, you so, did Oh, yeah. You, quad wait, espressos? Yeah, no. The pot of coffee, uh, uh, for real? Or you had a cup of coffee? No, I had a pot of coffee. And two quads. And two quad so espressos. So you had food mixed in there? Uh, I uh, one of them uh, spinach feta wraps. Oh, that's your go-to. That's my go-to. That's yeah. not enough to soak up eighty billion milligrams Other, of otherwise, caffeine. So two quad espressos. I've done the research. Eight hundred milligrams. I have no, uh, caffeine. I have no idea how much. Yeah, I am wired. Emily, eight hundred milligrams oh. of caffeine. Yeah, and then this morning, I don't know how much is in a pot of coffee. A lot. Yeah, a lot. Emily describes Starbucks food as three D printed. Would you agree yeah. or disagree? I would not agree. That's I would totally not true. agree. My breakfast every day is a spinach feta sandwich. I'm a creature what of habit. What happened to your turkey bacon? I, you know, I, I with a tooth OB in it. it. I went out of yeah. the uh, turkey bacon phase. Yeah, a because lot of, of the tooth. You know, no, I stuck with it for a while. <laughs> I think you had like if you can muscle through a tooth three yeah. years straight. I did every single day. I'm the ultimate creature of habit. And here's the thing: so I'll be on something on a run. We call it a run mm. yeah. in my house. Yeah, we're like every day. Like right now, every day is um, 170 calories of pistachios. So okay. I have pistachios every single day. Now, all of a sudden... Do you measure them out? Yeah, I measure. I have exactly 170 oh, wow. calories worth. So uh, <laughs> so you're off the Brussels sprouts and sauerkraut. Correct. Eventually, Ugh. I will be... Thank God. Eventually, I will be off pistachios. <laughs> yeah. And I'll never care about pistachios again. Right. There was a period where I had a Reuben every single day. I, you know what? I did that with I a meatball sandwich once. Yeah, I could do that. I I did, did, so both like a at, meatball at the, and a ribbon. And when I used to work at the Daily News, they had an office cafeteria, and I interned there for like a summer. Yep. And every single day, I had the meatball sandwich. Yeah. And it was so good. <laughs> yeah. it, it was. so good. It was just like one of those, you know, office cafeteria ones, but they would heat it up for me with the cheese. Do you like, know why it was good? Why? Because it's a meatball sandwich. That's it's why. So good. It's, there, you can't yeah. you can't make a bad meatball no, sandwich. No, you can, but this not one, really. It's got meatballs and sauce and cheese it's gonna be pretty yeah, good yeah it was, it was good but like i know exactly what you're talking about like you get into a phase. like sometimes i go through a chicken patty phase like i really like getting like just like the chicken patty and i right. eat that every day for lunch for okay. like two weeks straight and then i don't need that for what i don't go you go on a run i go on a run if you miss one day is the run over like could you mm. skip a day and get back on there is it still I, a run? no i could so like a hitting streak i could definitely do it but even on saturday sunday i go to starbucks and i get the spinach oh, really? sandwich yeah no, wow. it's like every single day. It's like your thing. Here now, my dad. This is I. I inherited this. Do you have a little OCD? I don't know if it's OCD. No, I think it's like a painter. Like you know, Van Gogh had his blue phase. You think this is my pistachio phase? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's yes. a period. It's not yeah. just a phase. It's a period. So my dad would pick up a skill, <laughs> and then it would be over. Like for example, when yeah. my dad in the early seventies, my dad was a scratch golfer. Oh, then he stopped golfing. Then he became. Then he learned racquetball. When you say stop golf, he like didn't never played again. Never played wow. again. You're kidding. No, he got to be a scratch golfer. Never played again. And he was like, and that's all I. What? what that's I'm a done. That was yeah. that was the end of the run. Done running. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> right. Right. So, so then <laughs> he then he picked up racquetball. Remember racquetball? Yeah. Loved had a moment in the 70s so and early good. 80s. So yeah. So, my, so we played racquetball every single day. It was for huge a whole in the Midwest. It was amazing. It was huge here. Three wall, right? Yeah. Three wall racquetball. So my dad says, uh, I'm, I think I can get really good at this. We played for hours every day. My dad decided, you know, I think I'm going to enter the national championships. Really? He finished fourth in the country wow. in the racquetball three-wall championships and then never played racquetball again. It's like he he always used the phrase, 
I wore it out. Wore yeah. It out. He wore out golf. He wore out yeah. racquetball. Was your dad? My dad must have been a pretty good athlete to be able he, to master those two things. My dad was an things. unbelievable natural athlete. Yeah. Yeah. He, spectacular. And I, of course, inherited all that myself. <laughs> yes. It definitely. skips a generation. <laughs> it did. <laughs> generation skipping, it's like, yes. It's like baldness. Yeah, his baldness. Yeah. Or, skips a generation. So yeah. you got, no. you know, the good with the bad. Not my family. So I asked you this when you, when you walked in, Momo, that if you are an ice fan. Yeah. Um, I am an ice I really connoisseur. Like ice, yeah. ice, what do you mean? Like, like the different shapes, like which ice, ice goes in which like drink. Ice. All I of know, this. I know all of it. The ice machine here is broken. Oh, Come no. On. I was just about to go get some. It's dead. I went, I filled up my mug as I do, fill it up with ice, get it filled with water. Halfway up the, the mug, it made this terrible grinding sound and just shut off oh. and it hasn't come back. No. You broke it. I didn't break it, but it broke while I was using it. All I was doing was touching the button. See, I don't like. I like just cubes. Just, just like, like out of the fridge. Ice cube. No. I like crushed like, ice. I like. Crushed I don't. Ice, so you know what I don't like? I don't like coffee soft. bean ice. I love coffee. Which is like little the pellets. The it's pellets. the pellets. That's like what the, that the ice best. machine hears. Depend for iced coffee, it is the best. It is the best. Right, yeah. but for a cocktail, it's not good because yeah, it waters agreed. down the drink. Cocktail, yeah. you need to have the big giant the, the cube. Oh, the big cube or the sphere. They do that. Yeah, in my old fashioned. Up the street. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. big cube. So we need they to can charge a lot more when they use that yeah, big ice. Use cube. the big cube. You can yeah. be on the committee to replace the ice ice no, machine because I, w- ice I want input at on home this. Broke yesterday too. On your fridge? No, I have a separate ice machine. Go on. Because <laughs> you buy them, they're about a hundred dollars on Amazon. What type of ice does it make? It makes the. Um, it's like a circle, and but it's kind of in between a pebble and a. Does it have the hole in the middle? It has a hole in the middle. Yeah, yeah let's go. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> now this, I, it's I know. just ice. What are no, you guys it's not. talking about? You know what about? it's closest to? Uh, hotel ice machine ice. Oh, that's not great. Not the spheres. The little, the, like the almost the shape like a dice. Yes, it looks right. Like it's a frozen water, people. No, no Mace, you you don't you telling me? Sometimes if, it's cloudy, sometimes that's, it's clear. There, that's yeah, where I'm going. That we, if we, you get a drink, we have a basis like challenge. whether it's a soft drink or or yeah. a cocktail or something, and the ice is cloudy, like it came out of my fridge, versus when you go to a nice bar and the ice is crystal clear. That's the same to you. So you're, I don't, I mean, well, when you stop at the chew when it's cloudy, when you because there's air in it. Right, right. That, I like that's to chew what, but it. It, but it has a weird taste to it too. I that I, clean no, I ice. Like the, I like being able to chew it really easily. Uh. See, when when I stop by and see Tungus at the AMPM, <laughs> um, I I don't know what ice is that, coming no, out they, of the machine. Gas stations typically have very good ice because yeah, they, they have an industrial ice maker. Yeah, the one the the cra- the crappy one in your fridge. All of our fridges. Yeah, unless you have a super nice yeah. fridge. Yeah, it makes that cloudy, crummy ice. Uh, well, so, I got like a filter on it and all that stuff. No, it makes no surpri- difference. I'd, I'd be surprised if you're getting oh, the right. Ice. So one of my ice. one of my pandemic purchases was the ice machine, and it's lasted since 2020. It's so only hundred bucks. It was only hundred bucks. You can go get one tomorrow. You have a separate ice machine. Separate. Like ice I just machine. have it in the refrigerator. I have a separate. No, my, my fridge ice machine never worked. We we inherited this fridge when we bought the house. So it never worked. So I bought a separate one because I got tired of the trays. Because the trays, you always run out fast when yep. you have a party, and you break those things. They're cheap. Like, and they taste like plastic. The ice taste tastes like plastic. Like plastic. Yeah. It's oh inevitable. God. Andy, have you ever experienced this <laughs> ice connoisseur business? I, okay. I'm not a huge ice person myself, okay. but over the course of these last three hours, I have helped steer <laughs> I've educated him. I have hoped, well, you haven't really changed my life, but I think I've changed yours. Because Perhaps. I have convinced Travis on the idea of a podcast all about ice. Oh my God. A YouTube channel. Where you bring, where you bring in bartenders, you bring in people who... Water experts, yes. People you ever had who a refrigerator beer in your cocktail. I have. It's like, wonderful. I, I make them at home. I've I have known this mold. about Travis for a long time. I once sent Travis a link to a book about the history of ice. No, yes. really? Yes. Like I, I've known that he's been into this. I feel yeah. like this is. Look at how excited Ramona got. <laughs> I'm telling you, history. There's an audience for this. History of ice, water, freezes. That's the history. That's just step one. The next level is Chav. The next level is glasses. What do you drink your drink out of? Okay, we're going to have to spend some time on this because oh, yeah. I could spend several but hours on the right the show, though. This yeah. is part of the show. You can't just have it in a plastic cup of course, or a unless, cup. Well, it depends on what no we're having. Out. Oh, if right? we're having beer, it's If fine. we're having a nice cocktail, you need the heavy-bottomed old-fashioned yes. glass. Yes. Right? The yes. heavy bottom that, that Even kind of- Even if I want a glass of soda, I will always say to Nevin, I go, can you bring me a glass of Coke Zero in a glass with ice? I don't want it in a plastic glass. I don't want it in a red solo cup. 
I want it in a glass. So picky. I want it with real picky. ice. So you agree this it show could take off. It tastes different. The ice will show. Will you be, will you be one show. of my guests? Travis yeah. on ice. Yeah. Well, Travis, Travis on ice. We, we've heard a great the, name The, the ice show. of life. We got that like suggestion. That we got the ice man comments. Oh, I like that. We got that. We had a, what were some of the other ones? Ice Ice Baby. Ice Ice Baby. Very good. Mr. Ice Guy. Mr. Ice Guy. Yeah, there's a there's a handful of them. Yeah. But I think I like the ice of life. Yeah. So you did... I missed some of the show today. Uh, did you do a whole show on ice? We did a segment or two or three. I heard two or three segments on ice. It's important, I heard, right? I heard By the one way, segment. it's I when I was prepping for the show because the Lakers are on uh, a break, break. It's like mm, ice may come up on our show too. <laughs> yeah, it's a little. Hey, well, there was a little Lakers news that Darvin Ham was not at practice today, and LeBron was also excused from practice, but will join the team in San Francisco. There was a little. Think he plays tomorrow. No. Really? I don't think so. But he did play in the All-Star game and didn't play the game before the All-Star game. Correct. Huh. That's not right. That's a good That's look. Not I mean, right. if <laughs> yeah. three or four days off before the All-Star game and then multiple days off afterwards were not enough to guarantee him playing in this game Thursday, he should not have played in the All-Star Why game. Why would you play in the All-Star game? I, can't I understand answer that. fans and all that. You're there. He's he played in it twenty captain. times. He's played in it twenty he times, and it's not captain. a game. He should have. He he could still be there, but not play. He shouldn't have played. He could have just no, given up his have spot and let somebody else have that spot. I agree. And still been the team captain. You could still show up and play tomorrow night in San Francisco. Yeah. Ramon, I'm gonna get home. I'm gonna take a picture of all my different ice molds. Oh, so check your phone. Want me to tell you about the ice machine that I ordered? Yes. Send me a link. Send me a link. Super Crosstalks brought to you by In-N-Out Burger. And also ice. great ice. <laughs> In-N-Out. That's what a hamburger's all about.